Hey everybody, this is Bishop Brian Gallardo and you're listening to the LifeGate Church Youth Ministry Podcast where we lift the name of Jesus high and empower the listener. For more information, please go to lifegatekc.org or briangallardo.com. We're starting a brand new series tonight entitled God, Guys, and Girls. Do we have any girls in the room? That's good. Thank thank you, bro. Do we have any guys in the room? Let me hear the guys real quick. Come on. Let me hear the girls real quick. Come on, ladies. How many of y'all know what tonight is? Valentine's Day. That's right. How many want to find love? Just two of us. Praise God. A lot of y'all are looking for love in the wrong places. That's why you ain't finding it. Okay. This is a three-part series we're going to talk about the next three weeks. Tonight, I want to talk to you about the do's and don'ts of dating. Next week, we're going to talk about lust it or love it. And then the following week, we're going to talk about sex. So I want to make sure that you get on the phone, get your peeps here. Go ask young people on Sunday where they was tonight. Get them here on Wednesday nights because it's going to be great. And the church said amen. Okay, so I'm 47 years old, but many years ago, many moons ago, I was a teenager just like you. So although you may think I'm too old, I do remember what it was like to struggle with hormones as a teenager. And I remember what it was like to be single as a teenager, but I also dated as a teenager. They used to say I was girl crazy, and and they used to always ask me, which girl do you like? And I say all of them. And I was a little girl crazy. And so, um, but one day, one day, one day, one day, May 25th, I, what's that noise? Hello? He's outside. I don't know. But there was one day, my, my beautiful wife, she had a birthday, and we started dating on her birthday, and that was the last time I had to ever ask a girl out ever, ever again, because to ask her out, I got really sweaty, I got really nervous, and I got really anxious, because y'all know the dating scene is incredibly stressful. If you don't know yet, just hold on. It's extremely, uh, it is extremely stressful. I grew up in church and going to services and youth services just like this. Well, they weren't nothing like this, but they were youth services, and they would say things like dating dating is a sin. They would say things like liking the opposite sex and crushing on a boo. That's a sin for it's wrong for you. They would tell us for you to like the opposite sex. And then I grew up and I realized that God gave us the opposite sex and put an attraction in us for the opposite sex that we were born with. You can't pray that away. Come on in here. Say amen. Look at your neighbor. Say he's going to talk to you. Just hang on. He's going to talk right to you. Do you know that it's biblically normal for you to crush on the opposite sex? Do you know that God gave you a desire for sexuality that you were born with that you can't pray out of you? You'll never get rid of it. Um, God created man and woman, put them in a garden. Then he said, it's, he said, it's not good for y'all to be alone. Y'all need to get together and multiply. Don't be alone. God created sexual relationships and relationships between a man and a woman. God instituted and created the idea of marriage, but the world perverted it. So in the world, we have this culture that encourages you to to date with bondage, encourages you to practice for the spirit of divorce. Test the car before you buy it. Sleep with a lot of people so you'll know how to do the deed when you get married. Have friends with benefits. You're not hurting anybody. You're a weirdo if you're not having sex. Date as many people as you can. That type of mindset, though, young people, is practicing and setting you up to get divorced. It's, It's setting you up to give your soul away and then have nothing to give your spouse at the altar. Let me give you an example. 
Um, if I give you a cup, uh, I want you to get up. You're going to help me now. This is part of the illustration. I want you to grab your cup, come up here uh, to the altar and, and face me. Um, actually, no, let me come down there and you face, you face your peers, okay? When, you're, when you were created, y'all turn around and face your peers if you got a cup. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. When you were created, God gave you purity. He gave you virginity in relationship and sexuality. And the enemy wants you to waste this and have nothing left the day you get married. So you see, Brother Isaiah, boy, he's sure looking fine on tonight. He's an athlete and he's a stud. Good looking young man. And so you come to youth ministry on Wednesday night and Sunday morning because you're just trying to holler at your boo. Like, what up, baby? And so Isaiah takes a liking to you. And so you give yourself away emotionally, and a little bit of you leaves. Or maybe you're a young man, and you see this fine-looking young lady, Mackenzie. You're like, hey, boo, my name is Will God's Will. And you try to spit game to McKenzie. So you give your soul away. Well, then you see this fine little fireball right here. Who ain't none of y'all going to get to date because she's in contract with her daddy. And her uncles, uncles, uh, and the drummer, and the usher, and the deacon, and the elder, and in Chicago, and the piano player, and Pastor Daniel. You ain't know. So you say, hey, Olivia, you want to have a Bible study? And you give your soul away. You see this fine-looking young man, and you give your soul away. Then you see Landon Schmanden, and you give your soul away. And you give your soul away, and you're practicing for divorce, and everybody's always fine and looking good. Sorry, I couldn't see the cup. And then you see Brother Andre. And then the day you get married at the altar, well, you've given yourself to all these people. And so you come to your spouse at the altar, and you really shouldn't, being wear, you really shouldn't be wearing a white dress at the altar. Because he got your purity, and he got a little bit of your purity, and you're tied to him in your soul, and you're tied to him in your soul, and you're tied 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 in your soul to where now you have nothing left to give your spouse. And so this is a concept. Now, God can redeem you and fill you back up, but I'm just saying, this is a concept of worldly dating. This is the idea of dating in the world. This is not God's idea of dating for you. Look at your neighbor, say neighbor. These young people did a good job. So give them a round of applause as they find their seat. <laughs> now, there's two different phases with dating. Phase one is the crush phase. Anybody have a crush on somebody? Come on, come on, talk to me. Anybody ever crush? Anybody ever crushing on somebody? Some of y'all are crushing tonight, can't even raise your own hand. Have you ever wrote out a text to your crush but never sent it? Have you ever had trouble sleeping because your crush was talking to somebody else? Have 
Have you ever been frustrated at a friend who was so distracted because they were crushing on somebody? Y'all know how they, they do it. They come to church and they're seeking God. They're praising the Lord and their crush walks in. And they're like, you deserve the glow. Oh my goodness gracious. God is good. Right? You ever done something really dumb and you thought your crush might be in the room so you look over there to see if they was watching you? Have you ever had your heart broken because your crush said no? Crushing can be kind of stressful. But you know what? The next phase is phase two, and dating can be extremely stressful. Before I, before I started dating Pastor Jillian, I went on a date, Benjamin. I was a youth pastor. It's the worst date ever. And I, I got the guts to go ask this girl I was crushing on to go on a date with me. She said yes. And so we went on a date together. We, we went to a movie. I paid. I picked her up. I paid for the date. We went out to eat at the Olive Garden. I was, you know, I was, I was a high roller, so I took her to Olive Garden. <laughs> and, and we're sitting there talking for like two and a half hours, Miss Kristen. And after we get done eating and I paid the bill, she says, can we go to this such a place over here? My boyfriend and his family are all there. I'm like, what, 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 what'd you say? I'll do, I worked up all this courage to ask you on a date. And now you're going to tell me you already got a date. <laughs> dating can be extremely stressful. So in dating, there's some unwritten rules about dating. Y'all ready for these unwritten rules? Ladies, if he's going to ask you, he should pay for you. Yeah. Ain't none of this let's split the bill mess, ladies. You ladies should have said something right there. Y'all looking at me funny. Are you worth it? If he wants to date you, he ought to pay for you. Miss Kai, is, you, I'll get some amens from you. Amen. The rest of them are just, they'll catch up later, right? Are you a queen or are you property? You're a queen. So if he's going to ask you out, he should pay for the date. All right, here's another unwritten rule. Dating should not consume your life. Jesus should. You shouldn't date your crush every night of the week. Now, some of y'all getting so, so I, I heard growing up, you should never date in high school and as a Christian and a believer. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I think you should be able to date here and there as long as you have boundaries and it's holy. Come on in here. Uh, here's another unwritten rule. Don't date your ex's. Don't date your friend's ex. Unwritten rule. Don't talk about your ex when you're on a date. Unwritten rule. I'm trying to help y'all a little bit here. Uh, uh, don't talk about yourself on a date. It ain't about you. It's about them. Can I get an amen? Isaiah saying amen. I see. Okay. Uh, here's one. I, I might be old-fashioned, but listen, I, I run. I still, I'm, I've been married 20 years, and I still, when I'm with Olivia and my wife, they don't open up the door. I will, I'll, they'll be grounded. I'll, I will literally, I will literally pull them back out the door, shut the door, and say, what are you doing? <laughs> Gentlemen, hold the door open for ladies, and watch this. Ladies, you should let them. Come on, well, I'm a woman, I'm my own, I got, I got, I'm, I'm just as important. Y yes, you are just as important, and that's why you should let them open the door for you. You should let them pay for you, you should let them open the door for you. Come on in here. You, you, you're not property, you're not, this is not a meat market, and you are not for sale. You are a young lady. 
These are unwritten rules. Just push your neighbor and say, boy, this is good right here. Ladies, here's an unwritten rule for you. Please stop sending pictures with 5,000 filters on them before you go on a blind date. Be, you, be the same person when you show up that you were in the picture. Come on. Take off those caterpillar eyelashes. Take off your unit and be the person you... Unwritten rules of dating. Because in your filter, you look like a model, but when you show up, you look toe up. Come on. It's, that ain't fair. Some of you guys are like, who are you? You are not the same girl in the picture. What? Unwritten rules. Do you know that there are some written rules in scripture, but they don't apply to dating? Because in the Bible, most of, this is crazy. In the Bible, most of the people who got married, it was an arranged marriage. Their mom and dad put them together. How would you like that, Olivia, if your mom and dad put you together? And you can never date ever. You good? So, so, so that's what, you know, generally, but the Bible does have some written rules about relationships that can go hand in hand with, with dating. Here's the first one. Y'all ready? Do respect and do honor. If you're going to, if you're going to date, which we don't really incur, you know, 12 years old, you don't be dating nobody. Olivia can't date nobody until she's 25 anyway. So like, you know, you, 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 you don't need, you don't need to, you don't, you <laughs> do honor. And do respect. Look at your neighbors. Hey, neighbor, I respect you and I honor you. Romans 12 10 says this love each other with a genuine affection. Take delight in honoring, take delight in honoring each other. Philippians chapter 2 says this humility values others above yourself, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interests of others. Matthew 7 12. Here it is. Here's a simple rule of thumb God for behavior. Ask yourself what you want people to do for you, then grab the initiative and do it for them. So in a dating relationship, if they're not going to honor you, they're not going to respect you, you don't need them. Love is selfless. Come on, ladies. Ladies, if you tell him no and he doesn't respect your no, you need to kick him to the curb. Gentlemen, because you ladies, not you ladies, but some ladies in this culture are just as bad as how we used to be as guys in the former generation. L gentlemen, if that lady will not honor you, honor your no and honor your yes, you don't need them. Say amen. I want you all to say this out of your mouth. Say, I am not a piece of property. Come on, say, I am not anybody's possession. I am a prize, and I am royalty. So I have to be honored and respected. Okay, let, let me say it this way. If he's going to force himself sexually upon you, he don't honor you. If she's going to force herself sexually upon you, she don't respect you. Written rule. Honor and respect. I personally believe as young people are dating, there should be honor and respect for parents. Come on in here. 
if she don't respect your mom, what are you doing? If he don't respect your dad, what are you doing? Come on in here. That there ought to be honor for friends. If he hates all your friends and all your friends hate him, that's a big red flag. Because you ain't thinking clearly the old statement is love is blind. You think he's perfect or you think she's perfect, but your friends will really tell you what they see in the person. I feel like I'm at a singles conference and ain't nobody here. Praise the Lord. Okay. There should be honor. So you should honor their walk with God. You should honor their church. You should honor their pastors. You should honor their mentors, their commitments that they already put in place. Come on. If they're committed to doing something and you come along and you say, well, let's go on a date instead, and they break that commitment, they're literally putting you above their integrity. There should be honor and respect. Everyone say this out of your mouth. Say, I will honor his yes and respect her no. Okay, so we have to honor the yes and the no. No, you can't have sex with me. No, you can't touch me there. No, you can't kiss me that way. Y'all are quiet. I'm hoping I'm with you. No, you can't inbox me at three in the morning. No, I will not be in a car alone with you. Hello? No, we're not petting each other with our clothes on. No, we're not skipping church today, but yes, we're going to praise God. Yes, we're going to pray. Yes, we're going to read our Bible. Yes, we're going to be accountable. Yes, we're going to be sold out to Christ. Yes, our parents will know where we're at and who we are with. Yes, we will be accountable to our leaders at church. So do respect, do honor. Look at your neighbor and say, do, do. Do respect and do honor. Here you go, number two. Number two. Do be equally yoked. Let's say that together. Do be equally yoked. Let's all say it together. Come on. Do be equally yoked. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 6, 14 and 15, do not be equally yoked together with unbelievers. Another translation says this, do not be unequally yoked together with an unbeliever. Well, what does this mean? What is a yoke? A yoke is a, uh, uh, we have this picture, I believe, it, it, there it is. Thank you, Faith. We have this picture here that that, that bar across the, their back is called a yoke. And what the farmers would do is they would yoke a pair of oxen together so the oxen could go in the same direction and have have more strength to plow up a field. But when young people in church get yoked up with the wrong person, and when young people in church start dating the wrong individual, what happens is they'll be going to the right, and that person will begin to pull them to the left. God will have them on a path. They'll get yoked up with the wrong individual. They'll give their emotions. They'll give their soul to that relationship. And all of a sudden, you used to be on fire, but now you're quiet. You used to read your Bible, but now you're spiritually dead. You used to be in love with Jesus. Jesus, but now you're out here missionary dating and you get pulled the wrong way. Don't be unequally yoked together in a dating relationship, period. Now, don't date a sinner. You, you, you're not supposed to date a sinner. You're not supposed to date somebody that's not saved to the bone. That means you should not be dating anybody who's got a standard lower than you, including in church. Just because somebody goes to LifeGate Church is not the prerequisite for you to date them. If you praise with volume and they sit there dead with their hands folded, that is not the person God wants you to be yoked together with. If you amen the preacher and they shut up and are silent, that's not who you get yoked up.
up with. Yoke up with somebody who's going in the same direction with the same passion as you have for the things of God. Somebody say yes. Trying to help you. This is better than the preacher saying for 45 minutes, it's sinful for you to date, right? So before you want to date this person, ask yourself, will this person help me grow in Jesus? Well, pastor, I'm going to missionary date him and lead him to the Lord. You ain't never led nobody to the Lord. Now all of a sudden you're going to want to lead them to the Lord. Let me show you how difficult this is, okay? Brother Duran, stand up on your chair. And Miss Kaya, stand next, to, stand next to your baby brother. No, 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 on the floor. And actually, no, because you're a lady. Sit down. I, I, I should, that's a bad example. Timothy, come on. I'm sorry, Miss Kaya. Come, 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 here, come here, Timothy. You'll, you'll know why with the language I'm going to say. Um, what I want you to do, uh, Timothy, is you're the person. This is going to be funny. Okay. Let's say Timothy's a woman. He's not whatsoever, but just for the sake of the illustration. And a boy and a girl come to church, and Duran is on fire for God, but this young lady is not, right? So, Duran, what I want you to do is I want you to try to lift him up to your level, and Timothy, I want you to resist it. Go ahead. Oh, but, but I can lead them to the Lord, Pastor. I can tell them all about the things of God. But now really pull, Timothy, as hard as you can. Pull, pull. See what just happened? He pulled him down. And when you try to get yoked up with somebody who's not on the level of you, you will not lift them up. They will pull you down to their level. You're trying to date somebody that's on a lower level than you, a lower passion than you, a lower hunger for God than you. You will not lift them up. They will pull you down. Yes. Do respect, do honor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mighty men of God. You're both mighty men of God. Do honor, do respect, do be equally yoked together. And number three, do flee from sexual immorality. Flee it. First Corinthians 6, 14 says this, flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. This is where the danger lies when you're a Christian trying to date. Sex will be a temptation. And you can't fight that temptation. My God, no, you cannot. I'm married and I can't fight the temptation. Hello? How much more for you who aren't married? You can't fight the temptation. Nowhere in scripture does it say fight sexual temptation. It says flee it. Flee, not fight. I'm going to stand here and fight the good fight of faith. You're going to lose. You'll be knocking them boots next thing you know. Hello, church. You shouldn't talk to me in church. Well, that's how we all got here. This ain't a weird conversation. Hello, church. Y'all got quiet. They say worse things than this in your schools. Tell me, I, you, you, tell me, listen, I'm telling the truth. You know I'm telling the truth. Uh-huh. We're supposed to flee it. We're not supposed to fight it. So, well, Bishop, how far is too far? Listen, the only thing you need to be holding is a Bible. Period. That's all you need to hold. That's all you need to hold. 
Well, I like to kiss. Well, you can kiss nobody. Kiss your mama goodnight. That's all you need to kiss. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. You know what kissing is? Pandora's box. You start kissing, it's all downhill from there. Well, I want to try it. You can the day you get married. Hello? All the married people can say amen. Y'all out here can be like me being all awkward out here by myself. Y'all should say something, amen. That's Pandora's box. Are you saying we shouldn't kiss? Absolutely. You can't flee sexual lust kissing. Ladies, hugging on that boy. We don't want you hugging here at LifeGate Church. A little side hug like this is okay, but don't be frontal hugging the guys. You got parts they don't have. And your frontal hugs excite them. Hello, McFly. Y'all, y'all, I'm trying to help you. You should be careful how you dress around young men, ladies. If your booty's all out there, you need to go get some new clothes and get that booty covered up. Come on. I'm trying to help you. We used to have a, 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 a thing about our platform. When I was a youth pastor, we would say, no booties, no boobies, no belly buttons shall be seen. The young men should say, thank you. Thank you, Bishop, for that. That was great. Thank you for helping help us to keep fleeing sexual lust. Amen? Amen. So how, how do, what do we apply? How are we going to apply this? Let's give some practical application. I got just a few more minutes. Practical application for staying pure in a dating relationship. Are you ready? Here we go. Set some boundaries. There should be a zero alone zone. Zero alone zone. Uh-huh. Olivia, when she does start dating, she's not allowed to go by herself with no boy. Right. I get, yeah, right. Give me a break. Right. Well, I don't like that rule. Then you must not like wanting to date my daughter neither. Oh, yeah, praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. Now, it may not be my wife and I that's not there, but Miss Bailey might be there. Alexis might be there. Pastor Janae might be there. Sam will be creeping and she'll be like, what's going on over there? You know, she, I, she felt that in the Holy Ghost, praise the Lord, right? But it's not healthy for you to be dating a girl all by yourself, all up in your car at three o'clock in the morning, talking about we praying in the Holy Ghost. You are not praying in the Holy Ghost at three o'clock in the morning. Hello, church. Say amen. Zero alone zone. But we're going to have a Bible study by ourselves. Yeah, I've heard that one before. We're going to be praying, touching and agreeing. Oh, you will be touching and agreeing, but you ain't going to be praying. Hello, church. Group date. What do you want to be alone for? Really, what do you want to be alone for? I know what you want to be alone for. I want to get to know them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Time, I want some private time, some isolation. Nothing good happens in private time or isolation. This would be hilarious at a singles conference for adults, tell the truth, right? I'm being very calm and, and tame, you know, but this would be good for, for, for that. Praise the Lord. Okay, hope it's helping you. Okay, let's talk about these boundaries. Here's another one. Zero late zones. So you got zero alone zones. You got zero late zones. 
zero late zones. There's nothing good with you staying up till three in the morning, two in the morning, one on the phone with somebody. Tell them to go to bed. Come on in here. Y'all are looking at me funny. Oh, but, but I, I'm trying to minister to them. Uh-huh. FaceTime, FaceTiming at one o'clock in the morning for what? Go to bed. Do you know that your emotional standard drops at nighttime? You, you can't stay victorious alone with somebody in a late hour of the night. Here's another one. Zero go zones. Zero go zones. What's a zero go zone? Some of this is zero go for you. Come on. Say amen. We, I hear you. All physical touching leads to physical touching. What you have under your clothes is extremely valuable. It's, it's extremely valuable. Set apart only for your spouse. And if he won't date you unless he, unless he gets something from you, you don't need to date him anyway. Your booty is a no-zone zone. No-go zone. Y'all are quiet. It's okay. Our chests are a no-go zone. My mouth is a no-go zone. Come on in here. Well, what can I hold? I already told you, hold a Bible. Put the Bible in between you on a date. If she's going to crawl up over Matthew, Mark, and Luke, John to get to you, you don't need her. No go zone. Trying to help you. Trying to help you. Here's another boundary for you. Be spiritual. How are you helping each other spiritually? If you're not, why are you dating? It's called an emotional affair. An emotional relationship that's not centered on Christ. Come on. So set some boundaries. Here's another one. After you set some boundaries, stay connected to other people. If you're going to date, don't isolate. Stay connected. Keep your circle of friends. If that young man doesn't let you have young men who are guy friends that are totally platonic, that's a red flag. If she doesn't let you have any friends that are, that are girls, that you're just friends, that is a red flag. Be connected to others. It got really quiet. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. You need to stay connected. Parents, family, siblings, pastors, Peers, stay connected. However, if your friend starts dating, give them a little grace. Well, you just all like them now. Of course they do their dating, silly. Well, you used to just be my friend. What well, they can't still be your friend. Stop being a manipulator. Amen, church. So set some boundaries. Say set some boundaries. Say stay connected. And keep your relationship with Jesus a priority. Notice I didn't say keep your dating partner's relationship with Jesus a priority. You ain't the Holy Ghost. Keep your relationship with Jesus a priority. How are you growing before them? Well, you know, it's a struggle. Well, then you shouldn't be dating anybody until you fix you. Well, they complete me, though. They shouldn't complete you. 
They should compliment you. My wife don't complete me. She ain't my Jesus. She's not my God. I have a God. I have a Jesus. She just compliments me. She looks good standing next to me. I look good standing next to her. What? People see her next to me and they're like, whoa. People see me next to her and they're like, whoa. Because we're running together like those two animals yoked together in the same direction, plowing up the same field, working out our own salvation, working out our own relationship with Jesus. We touch and go spiritually on our relationships together, but I'm working on my relationship with the Lord. I'm not working on her relationship with Jesus. You should never date somebody until you're complete your own self. If you ain't complete, you're giving a half person to another person. How can you give 50 to a relationship when you should give 100 of yourself to a relationship? But you can't be 100 until you're connected to the Father. Work on your own relationship with the Lord.